iHeartRadio, Black Excellence. Hey, and welcome back to the fourth episode of iHeartRadio's Black Excellence series. My name is Dane Nellis, and I'm joined by Jamar McNeil, Azalea Hart, and Leah Abrahams to talk about cultural appropriation versus cultural appreciation. And ladies and gentlemen, I feel like this is like a super hot topic in 2022, the good, the bad, the ugly. But I feel like it's like a perfect conversation to kind of round out the series uh, that we've been doing here, because let's be honest, we've talked about Caribbean roots. We've talked about black community. We talked about hip hop and the culture and how it's global and how it literally is the largest art form on the planet. And I have a I have an issue sometimes with like cultural appropriate appropriation in regards to like, is it what is it? Is it just yet another made up construct? Like, how would you guys define this? Let's go around the room first. Let's start with Leah. Cultural appropriation is quite simple for me. Uh, it's if you are taking, imitating or mimicking somebody else's culture that has substance to it, re relevance or some type of uh, meaning behind it, significance, you're taking from that and you're not citing the source. You're not giving that person or that culture its credit and you're claiming it as your own. And you're also not taking towards it the, the significance of it or the importance of it. That to me is cultural appropriation and needs to be called out. Okay, Azalea, how you feel? Are you echoing the same sentiment? Yeah, I think I'm pretty much echoing the same sentiment because I also think that, um, I'll use an example and I'll say the black scent that, uh, you know, this is- Oh, Aquafina. Aquafina. Aquafina, yeah. 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 that's a good one. Yes, mm -hmm. so, you know, <clears throat> she speaks, um, people were saying that that is cultural appropriation and then that, well, that is what she apologized for. And then I think her point of view, she was trying to say is that she's appreciating the culture. And then that is what is, um, that's what she thought she was doing. So I guess Jamar, we're going to get into that deeper. Yeah, no, we're going to get into that. Jamar, how you feel about it, bro? I think the reason why cultural appropriation is such a hot button topic is because we're in this like global society now where there are no borders, we've got the internet, we're all affected and influenced by each other's cultures. You know, kids in Japan love hip hop, yeah. girls in Spain love yeah. reggae. You know, it's like, like we're all exposed to everything. And sometimes people adopt certain things, parts of a culture, and they don't realize the meaning like on, on, a, on a, like a soul level or even on a historic level to some of the symbols that they're adopting. And had they known you know, the symbolism or the meaning behind some of these things, whether it be, you know, hairstyles, accents, uh, you know, any of those things, if they fashion, knew the meaning, clothing. fashion, if they knew the meaning, they might not do those things, or they might feel differently about them. Um, so appropriation, uh, a lot of times it looks like to the, uh, to the uh, average, you, you know, viewer, like, oh, this person just appreciating culture. But to the person who's part of the culture, you're looking at somebody take something that like you're using that for a completely different meaning from what it is and you don't appreciate it. That's appropriation. And a lot of times um, we're talking about dominant versus minority culture um, where a dominant culture may, you know, appropriate something and then completely spin what the minority culture intended that symbol or that expression to be. It's unfair because then you don't have the voice to uh to own the narrative of, of, of your expression you understand what i'm saying 
I know exactly what you're saying. I, I think there are a few examples <coughs> that we can we can touch on. I mean, Aquafina is one of them. We could circle back to that. You know, when we think about it in general, in terms of um, you know culture, I, I look at uh, the Millie Rock. Right, the Millie Rock was his was his dance. You know, a couple of years back, dudes in New York just kind of came up with his thing, and then all of a sudden, it became a global phenomenon. Right, and the reality of it is, it became this global phenomenon because of the internet. Like there were people in like Fortnite, Millie Rocking, and that's kind of like how it spread. And you look at this kid who's you know whatever, fifteen, sixteen, New York, who made this thing. It goes worldwide. Everybody knows what it is, and he's not yeah. able to you know get any dividend or support his family or you know so that's where i think it becomes uh appropriation versus appreciation and you know the funny part is lee and i were just having a discussion last week about adele because we were thinking back a a deal uh leah said something in regards to like hairstyle i'm like you know what's that and she's like yo you don't remember when adele was at the carnival i'm like oh yes i do so we pulled up the picture first off not the most flattering picture of adele i feel like yo they did her a little i know they caught her off guard on the sideways and it was yeah. like a scalp face. She was like, she had like a towel, but backpack. she was kind of like, yeah. yeah. Like, so they did her dirty. But anyways, there, there Adele is. She's she got the, the yeah, she she's got it. the the Bantu hairstyle. Uh, she's got Jamaican color, she's got Jamaican Bantu knots. That's what they're called. She's got she's got the she's got the Jamaican flag in like a what a bikini top, and. And I remember looking at this photo when it happened and literally just thinking nothing of it because I'm just like, oh, she's at Carnival. You know what I mean? But that may just be my perspective being that that's my experience, right? Like we can go Carabana here. You can go to Trinidad and you can see all walks of life who have come to have a good time. And that's when it for me is is appreciation, because I think she was literally there to appreciate culture. And I think a lot of people are starting to realize now in 2022 that Adele ain't who you thought she was. I love it. I love it. I love it. She got some hood in her. She knows. James, I love it because it's like Adele's been propped up as this person. And like when you peel back the layers, you're like, yo, girls from the ends. Like she runs. When she was explaining that photo. She yeah. was saying this. I grew up in this culture. I grew up this around these me. types of people. I mean, yeah. she was and she was also telling us that she's represent like she the, the fact that she was wearing the Jamaican flag is giving credit to Jamaica just by that. Yeah. She didn't have to say anything. She's giving yeah. credit by her attire. Right. And don't forget and, that the fact that maybe one of our homegirls, one of her Jamaican homegirls may have done the hairstyle for her. I think it looked right. tight. Jamar. It looked it real tight, right? <laughs> like one of her. You know, yeah, you sure. know, when she was getting it done, her eyes were watering up. Come on now. Come oh, no, on. It, it was tight, tight. Like skin was, you know, back. But it looked good. <laughs> it probably lasted a few days. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think but that's no. important when it comes to carnival and knowing that because carnivals always are about their appreciation. So I'm going to say when it comes to carnivals, what may come off as appropriation, though, are the girls that wear the costumes or go to carnival just to wear the costume and take pictures. Right. That's when it becomes annoying to me. <clears throat> right. They don't know the significance cases. behind it or, you know, the relevance they don't the care. behind it. And they're no. not going to ask. Yeah. No. They're not they there don't care about that. the music. They never listen to a soca song in their life. All they want is to put on the costume. And I think this is what became a huge issue on 
what a lot of Trinidadian women took offense to, um, and I think it was uh, Joe Budden, he had said on one of his Yeah, podcasts, he says something wild. He says some nonsense. And my sister got yeah. tight about it, too. And I never really realized the perspective because I listened to that podcast, like Leah knows right. from time. I listened to the podcast partially because I know Joe. I used to DJ for Joe. So those right. that don't know, like it was it started off as like a support thing. I know him personally. Right. Not right, like right. besties or anything. But mm -hmm. he said, yeah, because Ashanti went down to uh, Trinidad, what, 2019, maybe, I think somewhere around that time. And he said and he made reference, uh, you know, basically and I'm paraphrasing here, but he made reference to basically like looking like a hoe. And it's like, bro. Oh. That is not what. That's not what. That's this not what is. this is. He had yeah, said that girls put is. on the costume to to shake their ass and be naked in the street. That's what you said. Yeah, something along those lines. My so girl Azalea got that one imprinted. Yeah, Azalea. Azalea is Miss Carnival, so you're not going to no, disrespect the Carnival. Trust me. Right. So um, it's but, like, yes, the costumes are sexy, but there's such a long, you know, history of like how the costumes came to be what they are now like it just like changed over time and like fashion but right. it's the it does get annoying when you do see somebody who doesn't know anything about the culture just want to put on the costume for that mm. fact. ashanti on the other hand she had come out with a soca song with marshall mm -hmm. and um she was appreciating the culture and now she loves it. Now she listens to Soka all the time you always catch her on her instagram lives or instagram stories and she's playing Soka in the background and, you know, I think what we're talking about here is nuance, you know, a lot of in, in such a big world we live in, people forget that there's like nuance to a lot of the things and discussions and things that we're seeing, for example, you know, from the African American perspective, you know, when you see someone like a Kim Kardashian rocking braids, mm. or whatever it is, and you know, when, when any woman who's not black rocks braids, and number one, they might call it by the wrong name, they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm rocking the Bo Derek hair, and it's like Bo Derek. Like that's like this, Scandinavian thing, right? Like, yeah, like, it's like this. Well, oh, wait, just, wait, you know, the actress, but it's like, but it's like this hairstyle is way before her. Mm -hmm. Like this is not her hairstyle. This is a deep-rooted African tradition of braiding hair. Or, for example, you know, a lot of people for, in the once again the African American perspective is like, you're doing something, my counterparts, that if I did this in the workplace. I'd be called ghetto. Yes. You know, I, I gotta, yes. you know, if I, if I rock my hair this way for a yes. job interview, I'm going to be disqualified. Yes. If I, if I do these things, I gotta, I gotta hide these things in order to be acceptable in this, you know, in this mainstream world, but then yes. you do it like it's just a style and that hurts for okay. a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I want to interject right here because, um, Jamar, you're actually the only like American perspective that we have on this podcast, right? Sure, sure. So I want to touch a little bit on the American experience versus the Canadian experience when it comes to like, you know, culture, minority, BIPOC, black, like what I found with a lot of Americans is, and it, it, you know, like I said, I was touring with Joe Budden, so I was able to meet a lot of black Americans and they literally think they're just black. And I'm like, well, I remember having conversations and be like, well, what, like, where are you from? Where are your parents from? And they're just like, I don't know. We're black. You know yeah. what I mean? And my sister's been living in the States for over a decade now. And I had the conversation with her because I thought it was just so weird. Like we're from Toronto, like within, within meeting somebody brand new in Toronto, the question, where are you from? Within three, what's your name? How you doing tonight? Where are you yeah. from? Like, that's right. how it goes, right? So it, it, it used to catch me off guard a little bit. And this is going back to hear somebody not really have a connection to their true culture. But yeah. the reality of it is, is, is they don't know. 
right? Well, and when you're talking about not knowing, you're talking about generations of slaves, yes. right? So when they say, yeah. and this and yeah. this is a piece that people have to realize, when they say African-American, they literally mean yes. African-American. It's Africans not, in America, you know. Yeah. Um, you, people forget that slavery lasted for over 400, 400 yeah. years. Yeah. And then after those 400 years, 400 years, and then after that, you got um, Jim Crow, you got segregation. You got all the other things that happened post slavery. So you got generations and generations of, of Black folks who are separated from the continent and literally their culture now just separated is from the culture, right? Separated yeah. from the culture. They were stripped they're, they're, away from their culture, stripped from yeah. it. Yeah. So, so their culture is now African American, as Africans in America, Black Black people. Yeah. You know, whereas me, I you know I'm not going to claim because I'm a Jamaican American. You know I'm first generation here. Mm -hmm. in the continent of my family so i trace my roots most closely to jamaica right but growing up with african-americans you understand that yo that joint is a serious offense when people take things from your culture and claim it to be theirs and claim it to be a style where number one you don't even have the freedom to express your culture in the same way that right. they're expressing your culture because you'll sense. get called you'll get excluded from society that called you know called out your name you know you can't get a job if you go into uh into I don't know how many girls go to a job interview rocking braids, you right. know, like big black girls just don't black do girls. that because Leah did it. Leah, you I'm did not, that. No, excuse me. Job interview, interview. Do you, no, no, no. You I'm, ever, I'm, I'm just shooting. The <laughs> right. no, no, no. But times are changing. No, times are times changing. changing. But, but to changing. more of your part, Jamar, to your point, Jamar, uh, when I first started out in radio, I was told by somebody who was already working in that company, I asked, how do you think I should wear my hair? Because it, it actually means everything. We, we had, had this to assimilate last time. to this. We had to assimilate uh, to have our hairs, you know, creamed and relaxed and straightened mm -hmm. because that yeah. is the norm and that's what's acceptable. So I did ask, um, am I able to wear my hair curly, <laughs> just naturally curly from the roots? Like how, right. you know, the Lord blessed me with, or yeah. should I straighten my hair and, you know, assimilate to the rest of the office? And I was told, straighten your hair. It's it's the best idea for you. It'll go over smoother and it'll go over better. And unfortunately, that is what I did because I wanted the job. And uh, But I did feel like I couldn't be my true authentic self if I wasn't even able to wear the hair that comes naturally out of my head. So mm. you do have, definitely have a point there, Jamar. Hair is well, people need to very hear that because because what people important. don't understand is, you know, when the average, you know, if the white girl or whatever comes back from vacation with her braids, everyone's looking at her like, oh my gosh, you went on vacation, you look so great, da da da. But for black women, this you don't want to. I mean, this is your. You don't want to be looked at as revolutionary, Akisha. You know, you don't want to be looked at as a ghetto girl or all these things that they've attributed to black expressions. Black that black, it's mostly negative. Um, so when you see someone else doing something and taking and using so flippantly, there is a tendency for people to be like, yo, what's up with that? Like, that's mine. And I can't even rock it like you're rocking it. And, it's, and there's a different seriousness. I, for me, it's dreadlocks. You know, whenever I go back, you know, when I go back home to Jamaica and I, I see the guys on the plane, the most awkward thing is sitting on the plane with the guy wearing the fake dreadlocks cap and I've got the real dreadlocks. <laughs> and, and we just sit each other. I'm just sitting there on the plane. I'm just like, hmm. And he's looking oh at me. God. I mean, I, it's, I get it. It's something that, you know, Jamaica does for tourism. And, yeah. you know, yeah. Jamaica is an interesting um, case because some a lot of people in Jamaica, because we don't have the same legacy of, of 
American slavery, a lot of things are looked at as like, hey, we actually like when people um, do X, Y, and Z. Do, you know, do X, Y, and Z because it's a you know it's Appreciate a ninety percent yeah it's a ninety percent black culture black uh, country. You know the the feeling is a little different when people come because you have control over you know the narrative a bit more. But in America, it's a lot different because uh, black Americans don't have the control of the narrative a lot of times. All right, let me let me interject here because there are a few things that I that I think are interesting about this conversation. Um, first of which, you know, we were just discussing Adele and then Kim Kardashian got brought up into the mix. And I can't help but just think about the hairstyles from the Adele picture and obviously Kim Kardashian, you know, doing the braids. Um, why why do we think it's okay for Adele to do it, but not okay for Kim Kardashian to do it? Is it because she's like monetarily like making money off of it? Or like, or is it no. just style? And then it's but also it's context. Mm -hmm. So if she was, if Kim was here at Caravana with the hairstyle and the whole nine, would, would would that would we be talking about her in the same light as Adele, or is it transgressions from the past as well? <laughs> looking at your history, like no, seriously. Okay. And then the other and the other part that I, the yeah. other part I want to pick up on is with Azalea. She mentioned, you know, um, a lot of the times when people go down to Trinidad, they literally just there for Instagram. But the thing about it is boiling back to the discussion is is, is celebrities okay but yeah. boiling back to the the discussion of cultural appropriation sometimes the barrier to we don't always know where the barrier to entry is mm. right so mm. like we said ashanti maybe people might have been looking at ashanti like yo look at this you know she doesn't know what she's doing what is she doing here she's just here posting up pictures but then two three months down the road she's still listening to Marshall and she's doing you know records with Kess or whoever right so sometimes the barrier to entry while the intention may not be there initially the mm. barrier to entry actually creates something that props up the culture which is why I kind of have an issue sometimes with cultural appropriation just the phrase in general because it's like you don't really know what the intentions are yes obviously people who take 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 and never give back uh, there's a problem with that right mm -hmm. but sometimes people are actually just inquisitive and they're explorative and they just want to see what it's all about you know what i mean so i think it's a two-sided coin where it needs to be inclusive um but the people who violate need to get checked at the same time right so sure. let's let, let's start with the kim kardashian thing because i think that's that's an interesting one kim kardashian adele essentially the same thing but different sure i think uh with the responsibility that celebrities have to hold is they might have to frame it in a way. Um, they might have to address it head on and directly. So, and that's what Adele did. When she was wearing the Bantu knots and the Jamaican bikini top, she was speaking on the festival that happens every year, similar to Caravana that happens in London. She was speaking about the appreciation she has for the culture and the relevance it was to her life because that's how she was brought up. She was brought up around this community and she was brought into this community by the people in the community. Uh, Kim Kardashian, however, was rocking the Bo Derek braids um, and didn't didn't address it. She just had it on, and uh, like People Magazine, Cosmopolitan, very big public publications were claiming that she was starting a new trend. Ah, uh, so that okay. frame around it made it seem like there was no credit due to the originators of the style, right? Okay. And there's also very heavy cultural. Uh, uh, significance to braids. Like, there's a reason for why Black women wear their hair the way they do. It keeps it. It, it allows us to have our, our hair is, our texture is very different from other cultures' textures. And that's a style that allows us to be able to like uh, protect. Uh, protect, thank you. That is the word, protect 
our hair and our style. So for her to rock it that way with no context and then have it seem as if she was creating a new style by all these publications, that's where we get upset. Right. So I would have but, to say the responsibility of the person rocking these styles, they'll have to take it on head on and, and directly. So I would so put the responsibility on them. So in your opinion, is is literally just about ownership. And I don't mean like taking ownership of it, but like literally like, yes, I'm wearing my hairstyle like this because I did a little research on so-and-so and so. But it also sounds like we're giving Kim Kardashian in this particular example some some flack because some other major marketing and advertising company right. yeah. decided to run a story, right? So, Not just her. No, it's no, this, I know. They're, but they're what I'm trying to say well. is this, you know, I think if anybody was listening to these past four podcasts, I think the silver lining throughout all of it is marketing and advertising. Yet mm-hmm. the least discussed thing when it comes <clears throat> to people of color <clears throat> And culture is advertising. It's always about oh, the boardroom needs to change. Oh, this, but nobody's actually talking about the you know the consulting firm or the ad agency that comes in and tells the corporate company in order for you to make the most money, you got to exclude X, Y, and Z, or hire this, this, and this, or do that, that, and that. It's like literally the whole entire uh, uh, what's the word? I'm not franchise, but the the whole industry mm-hmm. is just flying under the radar. And I don't know if it's because nobody's willing to say it money makes the world go around we all know that but like we can keep discussing the corporates and the this and the that all we want but until somebody kind of drills down the marketing and the advertising behind all of this stuff that happens and that has started to get included into the conversation i feel like we're we're, we're doing a you know we're on a cyclic we're just like a hamster in the wheel you know what i'm saying but I think there's also a lot of um, allegations or some of them are proven with the Kardashians. And I don't want to bash the, the Kardashians. I'm not trying to do that. But there have been a lot of reports of them taking designs or fashion or looks or anything like that from Black women without crediting those Black women. And I think that has become a major issues when a major issue when it comes to that group of sisters because it's been proven time and time again, because those black women are coming forward and they're saying, you know, and this is not just hairstyles, obviously, this is, you know, clothing, this is designs, and this is something that, you know, somebody actually created and they put it out there to try to sell. And then it's coming, it's finding its way to the Kardashians and then it's being recreated and being sold. The same thing exactly. happened. On, I mean, we all remember the TikTok dances, you know. Well, this that, uh, well, it's going back know, to the Millie Rock, right? Like, yeah, it, the, it, all, it, the, it, all the TikTok yeah. dances are essentially like hip hop dances yes. that are like descendant from African dances. And then, yes. you know, when the black kids are doing them, it looks like a bunch of ghetto kids doing a dance. But then you get the white kids doing it, and it looks like Trail these kids that are so viral. cool and they're like so uh, revolutionary. They're just so yeah. cutting edge because they can do these dances. It just they'll. You see it all the time, like where two sets of people will do the exact same thing, but it's taken differently. Um, you know, it's almost like it's almost like a fetishizing of, of black culture. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a whole other part to that. And it's funny that you bring that up, though. But there's a whole other part to that, which is like AI based and technology based in regards to face and facial feature, features and yeah. algorithm recognition. Like this stuff runs deep. It's not it just does. it's not just surface level. Oh, 
he's got his hair to, like it, that's okay that, th those are point of topics right th th that always drums up conversation one way or the other but when you start to get into the nitty-gritty of how the world is turning it's a lot deeper than, than we think than we know than we realize the information is out there we need to go you know literally do some research and kind of figure it out but to your point azalea you know i th that is taking from culture right like not crediting people and then making money that's that's flagrant um when you think about acts like ed sheeran and justin bieber when they do when they take reggae rhythms let's be honest when they Yo. take rhythms it's crazy. Right. Justin Bieber had pop. like a whole reggae album down there. Like, I was like, one. And, and no one realized. It. I was like, well, no, no, the, that... the real heads realized, right? I was like, like, yo, these are reggae rhythms. Like, you do you. know that this is like. 1000%, right? So what I feel like it's music, right? And music will yeah. always take from this, that, and the third. Inspiration comes from all kinds of places, right? But, but those type of conversations like they need to happen because for the longest time we've had all of these you know producers out of jamaica literally just you know just making rhythms and making rhythms and and the artists the dance artists and they've never been it's only a select few that have been able to go mainstream and it's like well why is that why why can you have you know so and so make the rhythm and justin bieber get on the beat and then it go number one but then so and so made that same rhythm and 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 for lack of a better term, who knows? Put another artist from North America on it, but have it just not fly the same way. Like, well, do we it, look at that as appropriation as well? It's a it's a couple different factors there, Dames, because it's like number one, it's like who are you marketing to? Like we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Like, what is the audience, right? And if you're talking about you know mainstream, if that's the word we're using, that's a big audience, but it's not really representation. It's not really represented by you know the fully minorities, obviously, because that's a numbers game you know what i'm right. saying so you're playing that numbers game I, I often think about it because i'm in pop radio it's like it it's so much harder for uh, an artist of color to to bust or break out in mainstream because a lot of times people just want to identify with somebody that looks like them you know what i'm saying they just want to rock with somebody that just you know when when i don't know adele's a soul singer in my opinion but i mean if fantasia yeah. was singing her songs they would just Right. for a different girl you know what i mean like right right i don't right. know it's like when i hear del sing i just hear uh you know what's her face jennifer hudson really hmm. but no one takes yeah. it that way and it goes it goes to a different place okay. because of who's consuming it the other thing is to like we're talking about power structures here guys like you know it for me personally it always seems so easy black people like it, our, our stuff is like a buffet like everyone can come just take 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 and just oh. use it right but like, I could not walk outside right now with like a Jewish kippah or a yarmulke on my head right now. People would look at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's certain symbols that I just could not do because <laughs> the people that that own that would come for me. <laughs> like, it just would not work. But I feel like um, this is the, the 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 lack of power that Black people have. It's getting better, but you know, people historically have been able to just take without. <laughs> consequence like you know what who, though that that who, might be who, who's gonna who's gonna stop them right you know th that might be a tale or, or a tragedy actually uh, uh, that can be highlighted by the points that we made earlier in the discussion in regards to african-american like you got to think people are you know some people are allowed to migrate with means they bring their this they bring their that and then when you think about the african-american experience there was no migration it was literally stealing you know right. what I mean? So it was the stealing of bodies. Yeah. Right. So when you look at it from that perspective, in regards to what you're saying, where people just come and take, 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 it may be because there was never really 
any ownership to begin it's, with, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, it's actually the Caribbean story too, Dames. I mean, we were no, taken yeah, I, and just, brought to the, to, to the Caribbean too. You know, hundred percent, like, right? It, it's all it's only, all like a, the only difference is you know not the numbers game. Like at some point, we became the majority in, in these yeah. countries and and have ownership of our culture and our and our. And well, our, the reason um, I bring up America is because we're kind of having like a mainstream conversation, right? As much as we love sure, the islands and sure. the West, I just want to make sure I want people to know that we know we know history. You know, exactly. America, America kind of makes the the world go round. Speaking of America, let. Can Azalea, you mentioned the the Aquafina thing. Can maybe some people who are listening or watching, they may not really know uh, what happened there. Could you could do you ha- do you like know the story? Can you explain the story? And then uh, I want to have I a discussion I know about enough that. to explain. So Aquafina, you know, she rose to fame as being a comedian, and she had a YouTube channel. Um, and I and I want to say that she's from New York originally. Yeah, I think she's, yeah, like she's from New York. Yeah. Right. So um, I think that anybody who's seen, you know, any of the shows, any of her shows, and now I'm, I'm going to be honest also and say that I didn't actually think that she ever put it up, put on a black scent. I kind of just thought it was a New York. That's uh, what I, that's me too. I'm like, is she yeah. from New York? <laughs> yeah. Know? I thought that she was just doing like a New York accent. So then maybe Jay, Jamar could chime in on, on that. She's part. got a New York accent, but once again, I just go back to my firmware point. Like, yeah, it's really funny when you we in the culture and pop culture. It's funny when you see people that are not black say certain words, certain inflections, certain slang. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's almost as if like you, you know what I'm saying. Like it's and it's one of those take 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 things where it's like who's gonna call me out on this? I could do it because, because I think her voice is actually right. her voice is actually what made her rise to fame so quickly and put her where she is now. So I think that that is what the issue is is that she's not being what other people are perceiving her to be her authentic self and that is what that is why she is where she is today all right let me let me put this let me put this one out she apologized for using a black scent let me let me put this one down to leah i don't know how well you know but i i always thought that she was just from new york because that's how people in new york talk right so leah i know you like andrew schultz do you do you think there's a difference between aquafina and what andrew schultz does to speak on Aquafina, I do believe that there was a little bit more than just a New Yorker accent. The words she was using seemed to be in the vernacular of, of Black Americans. Uh, the way she was, in the inflection in the way she would say things was clearly to mimic Black people. Uh, I don't think she was doing it in a uh, derogatory way in any way. I think she knew that her being an Asian woman and having you know the experiences around probably a lot of black people growing up, she knew that that would propel her. Um, that's that's just what I think. I, I'm not sure if this is actually true. She hasn't said that, but it does seem like she was taking advantage of her opportunities around the community uh, to to prop herself up. And as um, Azalea had mentioned, that is what kind of brought her to fame. So I thought I think she kind of took advantage of what she knew. Um, but what if that is? But what if it's more what if it's black sent to me it is what if it's truly okay this is why the cultural appropriation conversation is is like a conversation yeah. what if that is truly her you know oh, what i'm saying a, like it's a very last tough question episode, yeah, you're right, last okay. episode we were talking about yo i love we were saying to mission me yo i love the fact that you know my swedish friend can say yo dames wagwan like we were talking about that and we yeah. look at that, those people in our lives and we go yeah th- that's just who they are they, you know, they come I to my house. Don't like that. 
You don't I, like I, that. It just seems like it was put on for like <laughs> okay. like, not here for it. No, no, yeah, no. I for the record, I don't have a Swedish friend, but you guys. But, but, know but, but here's the like other that. side of that, Dames. Here, here's the other I side of that, Dames. I gotta, I gotta say this because it's like, once again, people need to understand why for Black people this is a hot button issue, because when we, when Black people use those words, you gotta, you gotta change that so you can get your money. Like you can't go into a corporate setting or a professional setting and talk like that, because then you'll be put lower on the totem pole. And no matter how much book smarts degrees anything that you got the other part about that is too when black people actually speak like standard straight english we're ridiculed for it they call you white they yeah. tell you you're this they tell you you're that yeah. they like they make fun of you so it's like it it's it's just a very interesting thing that i i personally feel that black people are just like up for grabs like you can say whatever you want do whatever you want you can cause whatever you want you can take from us whatever you want you can it's just like it's just this group of people that is like no rules. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't, I could not walk no around. No rules, but all the rules. No rules, but all the rules. I could not walk around talking like I was from India. I just couldn't. I, I could not walk around with a Chinese accent, like saying no. like, yo, I hang around no. Chinese people. So this is how I talk. People no, but if you, but, well, hold on a second. But if you knew China, if you knew how to speak Chinese, would that mean you, you're not, you don't speak Chinese? You know if what I'm I saying? Knew, if I knew how to speak Chinese, I'd probably speak Chinese with a slightly American accent. Now, would that mean that at some point my my American language would have some Chinese dialect or some, I, I don't think so. Right. But the, the point is, it's like, I feel like we have to be careful when we trot around other people's cultures. Whereas with black folks, it's just like, hey, I just hang around black people. So I can do whatever. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, I, like- I hear what you're saying. I, I, that's but, just how I feel. It might not be, that's how I feel though. No, you're right. That's, that's <laughs> you facts. know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's facts. That's exactly what it is. We're we don't we don't have the same privileges. That's just yeah. <laughs> like I, I just, just can't for our own culture, which is so like, mind blowing. For our own culture, we're well, not you know allowed to speak the way we would like to speak. Yeah. The thing, the thing about what Jamar Jamar just said that was that was pretty intense, but it might have went over your head. Was it was just kind of like you know. We're not. It doesn't matter how many books you got, how many degrees you got, how many this you got, how many how much experience you have. When you try to get behind the scenes, if you speak this way, it's a no go. But, it's not happening. But, but you can be used as a piece if the brand wants to look cool. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that right there is 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 that was deep, bro. I I I heard that. I'm like, you're right because you know. Sometimes you just reflect on life and you're like, well, hold on a second. You did everything right. You know, you grew up, you stayed out of trouble, you went to school, you got the degree. And now here you are, you're trying to make it in the world and you got all of these things and you start to self-reflect and be like, well, why do I, why is it like this? Like I'm smarter than this person. I got more credentials than this person. Right. But when it's time to, you know, put on or, or put, put somebody in front of 5,000 people to get the house rocking before the main actor, you know, it's always like, well, we know a guy who could do it or a girl who could do it. You know what I mean? So it's a deep conversation to have. I put it like this, Dames, like anyone that listens to me on Chum 104.5, listen to our show every morning, know that that's not how I talk when I'm home. <laughs> like, but you see, that's but that right there. Like, we're Jamaicans, wow. you understand? Yeah, but yeah. Chet Hanks okay, that, put, okay, Chet thought, Hanks could hey. put the accent on and go viral. Oh, Chet went wild like, with it. Chet went wild with it. And now he's you know all in. Like, he's all we in the know public what we gotta now. Do and he's to, like, oh, to, 
we we know what we have to do to make it in the mainstream world, whereas our counterparts can use it as just a style. Yeah, I mean, a great example of that is Miley Cyrus. That's another mm -hmm. one. When when she felt like dropping the Disney act and the innocent uh, appearance, she went directly to black culture uh, mm -hmm. and, and propelled herself through black culture with Mike Will Made It. Yeah. Remember that? I think they were and dating though. Were they dating? The was being uh, uh, attributed to her. Meanwhile, it's an uh, yeah. African dance and there's a significance behind the dance. But twerking was going was being told that we were being told that she created twerking. Uh, <laughs> and that's ridiculous. That's yeah. ridiculous. Lizzo yeah. did a full TED talk on the origin of twerking and she called Miley Cyrus out on that specific point. And yeah. I, the fact that that had to be said is Listen, frustrating. The examples are rampant, you know, and we don't even need to like do a deep dive on literally in the conversation we came in here with nothing and it's like we got this person this person look at this person look at this person look at the well, well dames the word is historic the answer the, the examples are historic that's right that's I mean, and this that's is, really this what is, is yeah. this has been something that's been replicated throughout history like you yeah. know you know black people are the spice of life and if you use the spice you you know you, the dish tastes a little better true that that's now listen, <laughs> listen this this one this one this like one is uh, you, this one is uniquely canadian um, because over the past, you know, well, literally it's been history, but, but in recent memory, in the past couple of weeks, right, we've, we've seen the world's largest broadcaster, even though he's not really a broadcaster, he's a podcaster, Joe Rogan getting some hot water over some stuff. Uh, the prime minister of this country, right? The, there's been some leaked images, uh, not even leaked images. There are images out there where he's, you know, attending a party and he's in blackface, that kind of stuff. Right. So the question that I have in regards to, to you know, Jamar, I realize that you're American, but you're here in Canada mm -hmm. um, and us as Canadians, like first generation Canadians, like, you know, our par my parents came here under Trudeau's dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you fast forward like, you know, 30, 35 years and to see his son get caught in caught up in a scandal or a mix like that, like, and we know he was at a party and this, that, and the third, but do you shoot him any bail or is that just something flagrant that should never happen? Like, where do the opinions lie on that? Uh, you know what? I, I, I don't know if I could render a judgment. All I could say is that North America needs better education. Like, people need to understand what blackface is and why it's wrong and how it was used, like, from you know, the early beginnings of, of slavery and, and minstrel shows and how white people were painting themselves to make fun of these black slaves and segregated people and why that's never okay. Like, I, you know, like, like I said, Dames, I don't want to go around your question, but I think the big thing for me is that like, we don't have enough education about, the, I, I see too many people fighting to say the N-word and they've never seen like Birth of a Nation, the movie. Like you, you need to understand that if you knew the history, you wouldn't even want to say the word. Well, you like even fight for it. Like if you knew the history, you would never dare wear no black face because you wouldn't want to be associated with those horrible people to do True. those atrocious things to these to, to black True. folks. True. So I, I mean, I think everyone needs more education on the truth. And the problem is in North America. Canada specifically, I think, because I think America has gone through our reckoning much earlier than, than Canada. We try to pretty things up so that we don't have to have the heart, the, the tough conversations. But you got to open it up and look at the ugly so you could understand how to operate correctly. Well, let me just interject here. Right. We've yeah. seen we've seen truckers 
posted up in, in the nation's capital for 21 days. We've seen disruption all across the borders. You know, we're talking closing in on a billion dollars worth of lost revenue in trade so far. And the question that, you know, that I have with, with people in conversation is like, they cleared them natives out of there real quick when they were protesting, yeah, right? That's did. the first one, right? And then the second one is like, you think a Black Lives Matter protest, a peaceful protest with Black Lives Matter could last three weeks and have bouncy castles and performances and all kind of thing going on? No. Absolutely not. So I agree with you. Canada has a way, and this is just this is us talking, this is perspective, but it's our perspective. Canada has a way of glossing things up and sweeping things under the rug, like, putting a little flashy something over here and then sliding something by on the low, you know? And I think yeah. as the, you know, you said America has maybe come to the reckoning a lot sooner than us. The reckoning needs to happen because what's, what we're seeing is it's just like a blatant example of privilege at the present time. You know what I'm saying? And it's like yeah. for any minority in the country to see that, like, what does that really say to you? It's like, well, remember the time when they killed George Floyd for no re real reason and we got three hours to light a candle before the, before they said, all right, it's over, go home. It's like, what if we weren't finished? <laughs> right. Straight up. Like, what if it's we're true. not done? What if we want to see it's some true. real changes? You know what I mean? But then on yeah. the other hand, you got people who are just able to literally just stop the flow of the economy for no real reason. Like, I understand their reason, but I think it's so far removed from the actual reason that they started in the first place. Totally other uh, topic, but I just wanted to know if, like, Leah or Azalea had anything to add in regards to, you know, like just just, you know, the Rogan stuff or like, you know, Trudeau and blackface or did you think Jamar just kind of nailed it? He nailed it. He nailed it because I think education is a huge, huge thing that um, is very lacking because every time, um, you know, we'll have to keep using celebrities as an example. Every time a celebrity is called out on something, the first thing that they say is that I'm educating myself. Mm -hmm. oh, answer. Yeah. Yeah, answer. You should not make it to like yeah, 20 yeah. years old and not know these historical yeah. um, things. You, you, it's just not, it's, I would say to any of my white counterparts listening, watching right now, like don't be uneducated because you're just only putting yourself in peril. You don't want to say something, do something that you should have known. <laughs> and they have to be called out for it, have to go yeah, through all that. Like, I'm listening I'm, and I'm learning. Yeah. Ignorance. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, ignorance. we all yeah. everyone, everyone needs to educate themselves. Yeah. Like, because these, unfortunately, it's just so easy once again to just discount things that happen to black people as oh, that's in the past. We should know about it. But like, yeah. gosh, like I don't you, no I to, well, you know what? Yeah. More important again. Here's so it's funny because I was watching the the Janet Jackson doc a couple weeks back. Um Big Janet Jackson fan, by the way. And I was looking at this imagery from like the like when she did Rhythm Nation, which was the late 80s, I think 88 or 89. And I was looking at the imagery uh, and why she decided to go with creating that album and that record. And she was saying, you know, it's just a lot of social injustice, social unrest, racism, prejudice, da, 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 da. And she's going down the list and you're looking at images of like people at war, Berlin Wall, like all this stuff. And I said to myself, you know, this looks a lot like today. You know, in terms of like protests and anti this and anti and civil unrest, like so the, what I say is the, 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 without educating yourself, as we've been saying, mm. things will repeat. Yeah. Right. And I'm not you know, we don't <clears throat> want to take it back to that level. But in, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like we still haven't advanced very much. And I feel like Donald Trump was like the catalyst to show the world that.
for sure. You know what I mean? So anyways, with that being said, how do you guys actually feel about uh, Black History Month? Like, because I've seen this has been a hot button time. Like a lot of people are like, mm, I don't really even want to celebrate this because it's not to be celebrated. It should be for whatever reason, however they feel that way. Right. Like, how do you guys feel about that? I think I think Black History Month is an important jump off. It, it puts, you know, it puts the history of, of, of a people on the radar. It's unfortunate that it's on the shortest month of the year. It's unfortunate that it's just a month. It's unfortunate that it's separate from just history in general, that it's some kind of elective, whereas like regular, you know, for the American purpose, regular American history is like main history. Then you have black history. It's like black history is interwoven in American history. The, the two are unseparatable. You cannot separate the two because the history of America is, is, uh, is black history. Like black history is part of the history of America. So they should both be taught in tandem together as one, but here we are. Um, and it's also important to note that um, the Honorable Jean Augustine, she is the one in 1995 to single-handedly make February Black History black Month history. in Canada. And you know, and then she, and she's the first black woman in, um, in, in Parliament, I believe. Um, yeah, she was on CB24 the other day. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was. And you know what I mean? And that was in, only in 1995. That's crazy that it was only 1990. I mean, that was like just yesterday for some people. Right. Yeah. So but at the same time, she's black, you know, she she did a lot as a black woman. And, and, you know, with both of you guys on the program, you know, we bigged you up the entire podcast series because I feel like it's important. But like we were saying, I believe in the last protest, like sometimes you need to you need to see it first in order mm -hmm. for that seed to be planted. So like with the Barack Obama example, you know, mm -hmm. or the example you just gave us, like Leah, how do you feel about it? Uh, similar to uh, Jamar's point, uh, I believe it, I think it's being used in a good way. I mean, it is unfortunate that it's not spoken about every single day, but it is a time for people to reflect. I mean. I just don't want it to become performative. And sometimes it does. That's that's my only issue with it is, you know, that was the time for people to pretend like they care and because it's only a month. So after, you know, February 28th, they don't really have to, you know, think about it or care, just give us a month and that's that. I hope people are really taking the time to take in what is being um, broadcasted and what is being, you know, profiled. But um, I think take advantage of what you can. That's, in my opinion, that's what I try to do. Um, take advantage of this time where, you know, there is a month dedicated to Black people. So I, I just, I really hope that people are taking advantage of, of the history and the knowledge that is being brought forth in this month. And the fact that Black history is being made every single day. You know yeah, what I mean? Future. Yeah, future. Um, uh, for the Oscars coming up with- Regina Hall. Regina Hall and- I talked about this on on the morning show, and I can't remember her name. All right, Wanda Sykes. There you go. This oh, great. is the first mm -hmm. time yeah. ever that two black women are going to be hosting. And, you know, like us, a real talk. Get Amy Schumer up out of here, man. Like <laughs> you tired of Amy Schumer? No, Amy is an ally for real. Like no, Amy is an ally. No, no, I like Amy. Amy. Kind of, it would be uh, cool to say, you know, all women of color or all black women, all black women host. You know, like that would have been cool to say. <laughs> That wasn't even my angle. I just wanted to put Amy Schumer. You not feeling Amy Schumer? No, bro. I don't like Amy Schumer, guy. Ah, man. Anyhow, listen. I, you know, I feel.
feel like this is a great discussion today. I feel like it was an important discussion too, because I didn't know where the discussion was going to go. But that's the thing. When you talk about culture and you talk about appreciation, uh, just like any asset, it tends to grow. So we've watched the culture grow from, you know, wherever to being global. Uh, so this is a conversation that had to happen. It was a great one. It went all around, all across the board. We talked on celebrities. We talked on, you know, the advertising. We spoke on education, which I think was fantastic. Uh, thank you guys once again. And thank the audience and the listeners for, for listening to this. Um, Jamar, Azalea, and Leah, thank you for sharing your thoughts. It's been great convo. The past four podcasts, of course, are streaming on the iHeartRadio app. So don't forget to download that and check that out. Uh, And of course, you can also listen to us on the radio because we deliver some banter from time to time. Not so serious, but, uh, you know, we like to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll go back to talking to Britney Spears tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to check them out on uh, Chum FM 104.5 on the dial. And for myself and Leah, 99.9, very easy. Guys and gals, it's been a great one. Thank you so much once again. And uh, who knows? Maybe we do this a little bit more frequently outside of February. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We continue.